Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble podcast, proudly supported by Sideline Sports Girl at Arena. This week, we chat to Central Coast United's Daniel McFarlane, we recap the latest from our off-season, and discuss FFA 2.0. I'm Jimmy, and I'm joined by Luke, Josh, and Morrow. How are you guys? Good. Good to be back. G'day. Woohoo! Welcome back, boys. What did we say? Six weeks since we last did yeah, something? Yeah, six weeks, basically. We now we're in... Yeah, now we're in uh, A-League start month. In October, so that's good. Thought we Three weeks well, to go. Thought we may as well get, get cracking. I've got to walk out some. This sounds around Aaron's generation because he knows every word. American Pie? It is American Pie. Oh, yeah. McCormack. Yeah, McCormack, yes. Pie. McCormack. Yeah. He likes it. his pies. Get it. He's allergic to gates, though. Get it. So, I think do something about that. if we just leave this song on, it's still going to be going when we finish. Yeah, it's, it's such long, a long yeah. song. Yeah. What is it, like eight and a half minutes? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, this is a short version. What's the short version? Like five minutes, 15? Eight and a half. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a good song, though. Great lyrics. It is. It is. I'm going to turn it off. Right. Uh, Central Coast United and Academy updates. Academy lost their semi to Northern Tigers 2-1. Um, someone went full flappy and let in a penalty. It was disappointing end to the season. Uh, I think it was disappointing earlier than that in the season towards the end of Academy when we didn't get promoted because I've harped, harped on about it before. Well, I think it's super important that we get promoted up into MPL 1. Um, for development purposes. Um, and, you know, we've signed Kekaris from the academy to the A-League squad on a full-time contract, so which is obviously great. But I, I still think players will continue to struggle coming up from the academy out of an MPL 2 setup uh, rather than an MPL 1 setup. I think it's a lot to ask of somebody to make that big step up. So I think, you know... Obviously, the finals don't matter when it comes to promotion and that, but um, I think sort of the season just sort of derailed the last four or, four or five weeks there, which is disappointing. It seems the focus of some of the players got put elsewhere, unfortunately. Yeah, which, I mean, it's hard because some of those academy boys start training full-time or part-time with the first-team squad, and then that obviously takes them away from the academy training or, you know, they have twice the workload and... Throwing the FFA Cup in there as well, which I think really didn't help things when a lot of those academy boys played in that squad, so they obviously had to deal with that. Um, and yeah, it just it just went down the toilet in the end, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, it's a shame. Those boys being the solution like that to the FFA Cup and our inability to really ha- have a serious crack at it just damaged the academy's chances of getting promotion. But mm. being controversial, as I always am, then... I'm not that sad about it um, because I'm. I, I you don't want to pay dis- to go to games. No, I, I, I get Luke's point about. We disagree on this, don't we? Yeah, we're we going to have an we argument. We disagree on this. We are about to argue. <laughs> we're not, uh, yeah, well, okay, some sort of argument. It's not. It's, it's not going to be any fisty cuffs, but. But for me, I'm not sure. I can make it happen. I, I don't know all the details because I've been in busy chin. in my CBF off-season. But um, Sydney FC were not highly successful in NPL 1, if I've um, noticed anything at all. And no. 
And I think that the winning mentality part of things is an important part of um, the development of the players that I don't know that they can get in NPL 1. And so for that reason, um, I don't totally agree with the idea that we need to be promoted. Um, but I didn't like the way that we made that happen at the end because it did feel a bit like we were in we were definitely right there in line to be promoted and that the impact of the A-League team um, had an influence that meant that we weren't and if if there was even the sniff of we sort of you know not through that but but didn't put our best foot forward into it then that that discourages fans and I think that yeah is an I tend to thing. agree with that we probably didn't don't want to say we didn't try but we, no, we, but we made things a lot harder for ourselves than what we probably should have. Yeah, we put players in positions where it was difficult for them to be able to deliver what we needed at the times and, and that was probably why we weren't promoted. Mm. I definitely see your point about the winning mentality thing. I, I, I just think being exposed to that higher standard because MPL2 is a good standard, but then you make that extra jump to the, you know, there's a lot of ex-A-League players in MPL1, a lot of ex-players that have come from other leagues, you know, from anywhere. Um, I just think that standard is better to be exposed to. You're more likely to have a successful academy graduate, even if it's a mid-table MPL one side, as opposed to a being stuck in MPL two. They are the best players. So I, yeah. it's impossible. To, you can't disagree with that. They're the best players. Yeah. So, so that means, especially from a strength point of view, I reckon young players can get some benefits from playing against older, more experienced players that are stronger and. And um, so that can help them develop that part of their game. Um, yeah, this is a hard. This is a difficult one for us. <laughs> Let's fight later. <laughs> I would I'll see you in the up. car park. <laughs> I would have much preferred to go up to. Yeah, and, I, and I'm far from uh, in the majority here. I think, but yeah, minority. No, no. I think the majority of people thought that we wanted to be promoted. I just, I'm not. You just said you're in the majority. No. Well, if I did, then I was being an, an old person and failing to. Why have you got your hat on? Because I had bad hair and I've got to play football, so... What, what hair? <laughs> oh, I've got hair. Turn it up. Got him. Um, I just want MPL1 so the bar's open. That'd be nice. Oh. Just to I might have stand to on the hill. I might have to change my mind. Yeah, good. <laughs> I think... did take long. I don't think the lights would be good enough at Plume for any night games. I know they're being pushed forward anyway. The CCU games have always been day games, haven't they? Afternoon games, so... You're probably uh, well, so have Academy, they've been brought mm, forward. Yeah. No, nah, the lights are good enough, but they're not good enough for FFA Cup. No. Or photos, if you ask. Yeah. Our number one oh fan God, radar. Yeah. Poor Ian. Ian, yeah. Definitely that, but they're, f- they're far from being standard for FFA Cup or FFA in general. Mm. Yeah. league standard. Right, um, you're going to hear us talk to McFarlane about uh, United a bit later, but they, lost, uh, they won the grand final 2-0 against Bankstown. But uh, unfortunately, on the last day of the season, they couldn't clinch promotion. Just missed out. Yeah, so Josh and I drove to uh, Blacktown, Blacktown Football Park, uh, which I believe, I could be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure it's the home of uh, the Wanderers where they train. I'm pretty sure it is Um, because that pitch um, out the back had all all their paraphernalia on it. Um, So I'm pretty sure it was. We drove to Western Sydney on a Saturday afternoon to watch us lose promotion by minutes <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we, we went super, ahead what what 10 super, minutes to go we scored a pen in the was it the about like 84th it minute yeah. yeah and then i think what what is it what is that saying the most dangerous no. period of games to concede is five yeah. minutes after you've scored and that's exactly what happened they literally went up the other end and 25 scored. seconds after they scored and it was all relying on another game at bankstown which 
we needed to basically equal their result and then we would have been fine. But in the end, uh, we conceded... Day one and we drew. Did we concede in stoppage time? We're very close to it uh, to make it a draw and Bankstown mm. won. So they ended up jumping us on the club championship points. But still a great season all up for Central Coast United. For being for their, their first, first ever season yep. to go that close to promotion and then winning the grand final league is an amazing achievement. Yep, and then we got one back over Bankstown slightly in the grand final. I still would have rather promotion, but it was good to get that win. Well, it seems like they were so good that they, um, I'm going to go the other way now, They the promotion for them was really important, I mm. felt, because now, after such a good start, there was an opportunity for them to really capitalise on that and go well in the next division. Um, and worse still, if I'm wrong, aficionados tell me, but next year, the winner of the grand final... Will be the promoted no, party it, or the winner of the premiership? It, it only goes off first grade points as opposed to 18s, points. 20s and first grade. Would we have been promoted oh, in no, that model? Okay, no. I feel better we, Bankstown still just... I nicked, feel better. Just nicked us. Okay. So. But CCU, great fun in the off-season at Plume. If you didn't get down to a game, definitely try to next season. Proper Plume. Cold weather. Yep. yep. Plenty of character in the supporters. Hmm. That's an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> One way to put it. <laughs> Um, a couple of big signings. Ross McCormack. A striker. Celebrate. Yay. Good times. Come on. We got a good striker in. About time. I'd say we've been trying to sign him since 2014 because that's how long it is since we've had a recognised striker. Is it just me or did it... What are you talking about? Is it just me or did it come out of nowhere? He's trying yeah, to make a so joke. Uh, yes. Did it come out of nowhere? There was no... I think there was a bit of chatter around yeah. maybe like a week before, but anything besides, before that, no, I don't yeah. think so. Like besides, I mean, it sounds a bit stupid to say, but before the rumour starts, you sort of maybe hear a rumour about we're after a good name strike or we're after I think X, it, Y, Z, but there was nothing It's It started like with, it was like a rumour article from the UK and everyone said, oh, well, this... Because um, it was whatever, Daily Mail. So yeah, everyone was yeah. like, well, they're not reliable, so it's, it's probably not true, and mm. then... It happens, so well, obviously about, their mail was, was good something that time. about him enjoying his time in Australia and maybe wanting to come back, yeah. come back and do it again. Well, I mean, it's an amazing pickup. That's what it is because it's exactly what we need. Um, yeah. you know, or, or if he puts in. Especially what yeah. he did last, last time at City. Yeah. You know, we, he's proven now in Australia that he can yeah. score goals. So. And I think he will put in because I think you know he enjoyed being here last time. I, I, he enjoyed I, being in Melbourne. Well, yeah. I not mean, Gosford. I think he'll enjoy the coast more, to be honest. He'll, he'll, whatever we're paying him, he'll have the money to live in a good spot and be happy. And I think, I think, I don't, I don't entirely understand the Aston Villa situation. I, how long is he contracted there for? Forever, it seems. Because sure. it seems like he's been there for a long time. But and apparently he was training by himself. He was so training he was, by himself. He was completely on the outer at Villa. So All their fans seem to hate him. Yeah. And um, don't think he's very good, but no, if you read, good. If you read the comments uh, on the post uh, of Aston Villa announcing the loan deal, it was he was just getting torn to shreds. Um, well, there's, know, there's what? Gate? Yeah. Gate, gate. Gate, <laughs> <laughs> gate, 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 yes. Gate, gate, where he couldn't get out of his electronic gate, so he uh, missed a training session. And that was apparently the start of the issues at Aston Villa. And Steve um, Bruce, Bruce apparently doesn't like how he trains, and yeah. that's why he's been on the outer, and I think he was training with the uh, Villa Reserves um, for... A lot of the preseason. Yeah, so. and I mean, I don't get it because we saw a completely different player at Melbourne City in terms of attitude. I mean, his his attitude on the pitch always seemed good. Mm. Mm. There was, I think, there might have been one game where he was left behind from memory 
and he didn't travel with the squad for some reason. But then after once that happened, he was that was the only sort of speed bump when he was here. He's contracted till twenty twenty. Jesus. Well, because he signed for Villa for like like fourteen million, wasn't it? I thought thought it was fourteen million pounds. Yeah. And, and was it five years? Five year five year contract. Yeah. Must, that must they signed him from um, Fulham because he was at Fulham for a, a couple of years, wasn't he? And he banged them in for Fulham for like three seasons straight in the championship. So. I think it's a very good signing. I think it's I it's the best signing we've made for a while, I reckon. Mm. Well, it's the one com- that can make the most difference. I, I truly believe that just someone some to of put the, someone to put in the bloody net. Yeah, some of the years that we've just been through could have been different had we spent this kind of um uh, money on a recognized striker who really was proven to be able to put it away and I don't you know, things can go wrong, you can get injured, who knows, but but um you're only as good as your last game, so to speak, and he's going mm. pretty well. So, And, I mean, all due respect to Matty Simon, but he wasn't going to cut it as a starting striker for a full season, even though he's he's been scoring a pre-season, but he's been scoring against... He's uh, someone you chuck on the last 10 opposition. minutes to get yellow cards. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's somebody you throw on when you're up. To get off sides. When you're up to waste down. time because he'll just give away free kicks and he knows how to hassle and knows how to run the ball to the corner and all that sort of stuff, but he's not a starting 90-minute striker. And every now and then he'll come on against um, late like that in against a team that's pretty rubbish and he'll knock a couple away. Mm. Mm. He'll be plucky when he wants to be. He'll be very plucky. Exactly. I v- very vividly remember City away last, last year, firstly, because I was there, and we lost 1-0. Do you guys remember that game, the 1-0 against City? It was very. It was a pretty even game. There was wasn't a, a lot happening. The one difference was Ross because he got the one chance and he put it away, and, and that's why clinical. City won. Yeah. And yeah. now that's on our side. I'm thinking, when if if it's if we're in a game that's nil nil, in the 80th or the 75th or whatever, and we need a cutting edge, then Ross is there to hopefully. Yeah. Provide us with just that one little bit of X factor to get a goal and win a game, we which, we haven't, had, which we haven't had for a while. We just raise our percentages, don't we? Yeah. That goal was superb too. He was well, well under pressure, if I can remember it rightly. Bazanis kicks it from yeah, the goal. It was and someone like Bratton gets it on the wing. It was he, he peeled off Golek. He sort of like went one way to peel off Golek and stepped back onto the inside, and he was just straight through and tucked it away perfectly. Tucked it in the corner. Yeah, that's the kind of thing we want to see. Exactly right. That's I'm now I'm happy that that's on our side, and hopefully you can do that for us. Yes, I'm pretty excited. Like you said, Aaron, it's been a long time since we've had a quality. Strike. Do you reckon, I mean, do you reckon it's the best striker we've had on our book since McBreen? Yes. Yes. Easily. Yeah. And and Im- it's the best free kicker we've had on our books. I um, reckon Yedinak. Yes. Mm. Yep. <laughs> Paul Clisby. That if you Paul give Clisby, yeah, sorry. if you give away a free kick twenty five yards from goal against us, danger. then a lot of danger because we saw him tuck a, tuck a few yeah. away for City last season. It's more likely to go in the not cross six so. set pieces or something, and only a couple of them were pens. Like, yeah. At least get them like. Like he's going to get him on target, I feel at least, and then score as well. So, and he also has happy. that ability because he's a pretty big boy. He has the ability to hold up the ball as well. So he mm. offers he offers a number of different ways you can play off him, which I think is pretty exciting. Right, another big signing, Tommy Orr coming in. Now he plays a left winger, which we have a few of. We've been discussing what. what what? All of the wingers. <laughs> Sign all of the wingers. He could potentially go into the centre, though. We Yeah, this is what we've been could trying to work out. Who is, who is going to be our 10? 
It's going to be Orr or McGlinchey. Or you reckon Orr's going to be 10? I don't, I don't oh, he, he's wearing, on, ten, I, he's I wearing the, wrong the 10 question. jersey. Yeah, I answered the he's wrong He's wearing question. the 10 jersey, yeah. so that sort of says something, doesn't it? Do you reckon that just plainly gives it away? Maybe. Yeah. I've just never bought into the theory that the other option at 10, or the, what p- most people seem to think is the best option at 10. I've never thought of him as a 10, and I've never found him to be a killer ball type player. Adam More Pierce. So <laughs> I was thinking of that. <laughs> um, I've, I just who? have always found that he's a, he's the type of... Michael McGlinchey is the oh. type of player who will no. um, get half a yard of space and make a good cross or... Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I've always seen him as a winger or rather than a 10. <laughs> I mean, I, I wasn't as psyched as about the or one as what some other people were because he needs to prove himself again. He's been, he's been in the wilderness for more than a season now since he left Brisbane for the second time and went over to Cyprus. And I'm, I'm not totally sure what happened in Cyprus, but he did not... He hardly played and he, he had to get the PFA to help him to get out of his contract. So it's, I think it's a case of either for whatever reason he didn't get any chances... Or when he did get a chance, he didn't prove himself and then he was left out on his own. But whenever the PFA have to step in to help someone get out of a contract, somebody has gone wrong somewhere, whether it's on the club side or whether it's on his. So I'm, because I'm going to assume it's probably more on the club side, but I think he just needs to prove himself because he's he is a former soccer guru. When he was in his early 20s, he was probably one of the hottest prospects in terms of wingers and he's... We're still relatively young. I don't young want to as say well. gone nowhere, but he's, he hasn't probably lived up to the hype. He's only 26, yeah. so he's still got plenty of years to give. Yeah, exactly. Like, he, he hasn't probably lived up to the hype as what most people would have liked to see when he was just shredding it when he was at Brisbane for the first time. So, and obviously when he, when he went over to Holland as well. So, I think he needs to, he needs to get back to that and then. I'll be very happy with it. But whether I think I'm more leaning towards it's going to be at number 10, not on the wing, because we've got enough wingers, mm. surely. Hall and Payne on either wing and then <coughs> or, in, or at 10. No, not Hall. And Quisby as well Hull. on the left. He played left mid. He'll yeah, play left uh, back. He'll play left back. Surely. He'll play left back. Yeah. That story is pretty common, though. We've got a lot of players on our books who uh, got something to prove. They've got to prove that they can come back from serious injuries. They've got to prove that the time before they had serious injuries wasn't flash in the pan. Or Golic's one. They've got to prove they can come back from the injuries they've got right now. Hopefully Golic can get back to what he was Um, last season. So we've got quite a few of those players on our books. And, you know, in the right um, mix, if if that's the right – if you've got the right sort of feel around the squad, that could be a really powerful thing if you've got all of those players with a lot to prove. It's a funny thing, though, because if you think – if if all will play ten, um, one wing we've got kind of pain. Other wing, I would personally have probably Jordan Murray from what I've seen in preseason. Um, if you've got Hiadia in the midfield, well, you reckon Murray to go on a wing? Do you? Yeah, right. Oh, right. That's a fair call. Right, right wing. I reckon. I reckon he's looked pretty good in preseason from what we've seen. The um, uh, Wanderers game. We think we'll talk about. Yes. A bit bit later. Yeah. He was winning headers at the back post for fun and yeah. knocking it down and for. Chances for the side, so Miller looked pretty good on the right wing as well. I yeah. thought he looked okay. So I mean, I mean, Hull, Hull, I'm neither. I think the best thing is comp- there, competition. Yeah. Competition for spots. Yeah, absolutely. Hull's, We've got exactly been what we need all preseason. So he's not going to come into the squad anytime soon. I don't think. Mm. And but I, I just think it's kind of weird because if Aidan O'Neill comes back from injury, which we haven't heard anything about, which is a bit concerning because he he was injured in the Sydney Olympic game. Plume, 
Um, and we haven't. I think was he stretched off or did he? No, off? I think he. I think he just limped. I think he yeah. just. What, what was it? A knee or a? Was it a knee or a thigh or something, something like, like that? that? Yeah. So I think if if you've got O'Neill hopefully back to fitness and Hiadia in the midfield or at number ten, that that's leaves, a solid pivot for me. Yeah, that's a really solid. That pivot. is, and then that leaves McGlinchey on the bench. And I wasn't thrilled with the McGlinchey signing when we did re-sign him because he hasn't looked good when he was over in Wellington. But that to me looks like good depth for those three spots. Yeah. You've got McGlinchey okay. who could possibly play number ten, even though you don't like it, Aaron. He could, but he can Definitely. also play in the midfield as a DM. So yeah, that's just another option. That's as good depth to me. Yeah, and I think that is across a number of positions, probably as good as mm. we've had in quite a while. But headlined by the fact that that, that, that we've put... Like, if we don't have Orr and McCormick, if we don't make those two signings, all of a sudden our depth looks skinny again. Mm. Yeah, that's For right. For me, the biggest difference from last season to now is depth. Last season, it felt like you knew who the starting eleven was and everything outside that. Was yeah, we struggled every time uh, it, one of the starting eleven wasn't playing. But yeah. now I think we've got pretty solid depth. That the the subs that we have, like if I'm thinking Murray will probably be sub, a sub like a 70th minute sub, which I think is pretty good because he's top scorer in the NPL. So obviously he can play, and I think he's a good impact player off the bench to have. And well, we're less than a month away. Will McCormack be fit? You probably see Murray start. Yeah, maybe. Also depends Simon, how we line up. We got we got to remember about Simon as well. We is Simon going to be starting? Are we doing four four two, which is yeah. sort of what we did see at one game at Plume, but it was sort of like a four four two. But so Matty Simon up top, and then Connor Payne was in behind it. But that's just do we have? That's all preseason. We have, so we have Simon and Ross up front. Simon is the one that wins the headers, whether it's wins stuff in the air, and then Ross is on the one on the floor when mm. it's on the floor to do what he wants to do with it. I think we're likely to see varying formations depending on who we're playing and how we're going against each team oh, during the match. Because remember, there was was it the one of the games where it looked like we when we did when we didn't have possession, we go to like a back five, and then when we had possession, yeah. it go to like a back three. Yes, that's right. It but was I a three five two one. Mm. But I should hope that that's what we're doing because we've gone from a coach who we didn't like having a single plan to a coach that has a pragmatic style. So if he went with a single plan and never changed, we just changed needed it, to we do be plan that, A better, more. Apparently, it looks yes. like we've got Plan A to like Plan D or E with yeah. the with the mm. different formations. So that's good. Like yeah, I'm, I'm all for. So if we're going to have a coach who's pragmatic like that, we need to want to change our plans and change them regularly and have a plan for all sorts of different scenarios. So hopefully, that plan works better than Plan A. Mm. <laughs> God, I hope so. I mean, I'm well, c- I'm completely content with not hearing Plan A ever again. I'm going to no, get no, shirts no. made up. <laughs> Do Plan A better. <laughs> I would wear it. If we're, um, I mean, the word was recently that we're almost, almost spending the full cap, which is the first time we've done that in four seasons. Four years. Four years. Hang on, I'll just get back up off the floor. Five years, potentially. Since like championship year, wasn't it? Um, And then, so obviously McCormack and Orr are on a decent amount of money. So there is a little bit of pressure. I think the pressure's on Ross because he's the one that, all yeah. the fans are going to say, you're the goal scorer. Mm. You, we want you to score goals. And that's what he's here to do. That's but fair. I, but, if, so but if he gets but if service. I know how to judge a striker, and I probably the don't, then he eats that for breakfast. Yeah, He tells his wife no, he before he goes you know to the game that he's going to score. What does he eat for breakfast? It's a bit of pie. Miss Max. Oh, pie. <laughs> Actually, I, I thought he's been looking pretty good. 
Less pies? Yeah, I think he's slimmer. I think he's slimmer than he Low than now pies. than he was last season. He can weigh 120 kilos if he can score free kicks like he did when he was here last time. I'm happy with it. It's yeah, th- what what Jimmy just said is a good point. Will he get the service? How good's the service going to be well, for most him? Most of his goals were some, uh, from set pieces. Yeah. Mm. So Only just most, so if that's true. And if you go back and have a look at some of the ones, must have been for Fulham if it wasn't for Leeds, then I'll tell you what, there's a lot of field goals and Jesus and poachers goals in the six-yard yeah. box too. Mm. I yeah. like there were a couple of those for City last year where he was the man found at the far post. Good instinct in the box. Oof, just being that's in the fine. right spot. Knows where to be. That's Knows exactly where to be every time yeah. the ball goes into the box. Yeah, that's it. I think instinct's probably the perfect word for it. It's Absolutely. what we haven't had up front since McBreen. Absolutely. Cutting edge. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Doesn't have to think about it, just puts it in. So why the change in heart in Mr. Charlesworth, do you think, for spending almost the full cap? I feel as if Mulvey was pretty persuasive and about feeling. Feeling I think is a good signing. He's got the contacts in the UK being former Manchester United, so that might have something to do with it. Actually to be honest, that's probably how the Ross McCormack thing came about. Probably the most obvious thing to put together with that but I think it's I think Mike has probably finally realized that you have to we can't we simply cannot keep on the same trajectory that we've been on for the last four years and expect to draw in crowds and draw money into the club increase memberships increase memberships which let's be honest right now are not great which is not surprising where I think I seen a figure the other day we're only 50 members above Wellington, which is not good. Well, it's not surprising. No, and it's not surprising at all. And I don't know why anyone would be surprised if we start the season with less than 4,000, 4,500 members because that's what happens when you get the spoon and you get thrashed 8-2 by your rivals in the last game. So yeah, we our last two competitive matches, the one where we got an absolute flogging where we didn't turn up and the other mm. where we didn't really turn up because of the FFA Cup and we don't turn up for that. Yes, exactly. So, so not a great nothing, starting point. Nothing is going to improve until the players on the pitch prove, and Mike Mulvey, that we can compete now. It's the only time it will improve. Agree. But and the question was... It's going to take four or five rounds what, to do that. What about the change of heart? Um, I reckon that we probably flukily fell into these plays being available at the right time, but I hope I'm wrong. Um, but uh, but that's sort of how it sort of feels a little bit. And changes of heart? I don't know. What about if... Um, I'm not saying this is me, but what about if if Mike wasn't actually as thrilled with the success of the Bolt Night as um, we all thought he was? Because I must admit I, I was hopeful that if, he was, if this was going to be such a massive thing for people outside football, we'd get more than that, just me. I think we thought we might have got 12 before the game. And had we got that, I probably would have maybe felt a little bit differently. But maybe Mike didn't think it was as successful as he publicly said. Does it get an extra couple thousand if it's not televised? I don't know. I'm not even sure whether people come back to see him play again or how that plays out, to be honest. I'm interested to see now that we've got we've spent the cap. But the, uh, um, the I wonder whether or not he realised that he wasn't going to get the value that he thought he was going to get out of this mm. little bolt thing going on and it certainly wasn't going to be an on-field solution. Now there's that game at Campbelltown next week. Um, and maybe some solutions came up. Is him playing. Mm. It, you, you had to bring out the B word, didn't you, Aaron? Like, for God's sake. What B word? Um... Yeah, I don't know. The, the it's, lightning, it's, ride the lightning. It's strange because <laughs> I've over the last month I've tried to separate the bolt thing and to get excited about the season now, especially with McCormick and Orr here, and it's very hard to separate the two. As I said to you guys 
off air. Uh, it's just been a bludgeoning of Bolt news, not just from the club, but from everyone. And it's just made me disinterested in the off-season, to be honest. Me too. And I'm hoping, though, that as, overwhelming. as we get going, then hopefully the extra money that we have spent will mean better performances. And for those of us who's been, who have been switched off by the fact that we s- almost seem to have forgotten that it was about performances, maybe we'll get s- start to get switched back on again. That's, the, that's all that can be. The best thing that we can do, that we can hope for, is starting the season well and getting a couple wins on the board early. Then that's when we hopefully get some momentum and yeah. people get interested because that's that's what that's all we want as football fans that's all we want we want results because mm, this is the big risk of the bolt thing outside of all of all of the other risks but if can you imagine if we lose our first three games of the season and yes, we've I and can. we've <laughs> and we've carried on usually we don't have to imagine uh, <laughs> if we've yeah normally it's real um and we've carried on the way we have about Bolt and we lose our first three or four games of the season. Mm. Can you imagine how stupid we're going to look? I mean, no. we've, we've just looked like we've, we've just wasted a full pre-season on Bolt on what really is, it's a, it's a wasted exercise because he's not going to be a professional footballer. And I'm a lot sorry. of those people aren't coming back to watch him again. No. And, I mean, I, I don't want to sound like a, like a snob or like I'm just completely disregarding him. I have all the respect in the world for him wanting to do it. But it's not going to happen, and I I would have no issue if we just sort of came out and said, "Oh, he's just here for you know, to, he's just here to meet some kids and to live on the coast for a bit and be involved with the club." Then that's all good. But he's not going to be signed as a professional footballer. And I've gone on record. Well, I haven't gone on record, but yes, now you it have. is. Well, I have. It's, <laughs> it's, now you, it's, now it's, you have. It's been screenshotted, but if we do sign him, I have to buy a Bolt jersey with his name on the back of it. And his world record time. 1.58. Out of my own money with the world record uh, time on it and where it's every game I go to this season. And your wedding day. God, no. <laughs> God, no. So, Jesus Christ, I hope I'm, I'm right. I'm all for that. Because I'm not looking forward to that. I'm all not for that. Not the wedding. <laughs> Wedding, neck minute, divorce So um, we only have to though consider him to be a $70,000, $80,000 player He doesn't have to actually be a solution to the squad He only has to be, mm, as, he only has to be as good as say our, um, I don't know, second goalkeeper Or our second left Kennedy. back or any other <laughs> the We're signing a new goalkeeper, aren't we? Surely Yeah, we've signed him We've already got three <laughs> We signed him, Gauchi, he's here, seven down. Look, anyone that lost after conceding eight goals... That was a bit ...should have been let go. Most were. But we still we got them. Most of the rest of we still got him. But, and, but this is what I mean. It's, it's, hard, it's hard to separate the Bolt thing and the potential excitement building around the actual squad because we've just wasted five minutes speaking about Bolt when we could have been speaking about the actual squad. And it also pits the fans against one another. If there's one thing I really hate... Mm, That's true. It's it's the traditionalist fans being told that they're pesky, and I think that we've done that Mm. by various means. And at the same time as that, there's almost this polarisation across social media where if you say anything bad about the Bolt thing, then you just just get off. That's that's the attitude of some. And then on the other side of it is those who... Who are all over the um, bolt thing being a crazy suggestion? It's all, it just divides the fans into um, it, it, the easy target is oh well what do you want? He's just trying to make back some of those that money he's lost. If he can make back the money and we have our club forever, then 
great. Yeah, that's, I think that's, there's that's Mariners the... fans and then there's Bolt fans. Oh. And I don't think the conversion of Bolt to Mariners fan is very high. I just dislike the divisive part to it that pits fans against each other. You're the one who wants to fight everyone. I'm fighting Luke in the car park after this, but I've got f- over that. What was that thing we just? Yeah, whatever MPL that was. one and two. P- MPL one yes. and two in the yeah, car park. Still very angry. Memory's going. <laughs> He's angry. I'm not angry. <laughs> but but next week I'll fight someone else if that's what's okay. Right, right you want to fight me in the car park? No, we still haven't had your FIFA game against my wife yet. Jesus, I probably prefer the fight. <laughs> <laughs> what against you want to fight my wife? No, I don't, <laughs> I don't prefer that. <laughs> Right, uh, pre-season games that we've had. On August 25th, we had a two-all draw with the Jets. Uh, Clinsby and Payne, the scorers in that one. Decent, uh, but I wasn't spending my Saturday in Maitland, so go jump. Um, <laughs> Bolt Mania was all the hype the next week. Yeah, 6-1 Bolt win. Uh, Bolt Mania, Central Coast Select Team, we won 6-1. Fireworks. Cannons. Um, Baby shark. Baby shark. Baby shark. Oh. I still haven't heard that song, so I don't know what it's about. Uh, but I don't want to hear it. No. Let's play some music at the corners and stuff too. That'll be fun. Do you want to look it up and see what yeah, it's I like? Think, I think you should. That should be our outro anyway, song. So who went to that? No. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Stooge. My, yes. My, uh, my sister went. She said all the people around here had no idea um, who was who, like the players. The, the, uh, the loudest chant the of teams. the night. They didn't know who the teams were, which way the teams were going. Sweet. The loudest chant of the night was, we want Bolt, we want Bolt, we want Bolt. From the CFM Bay. It was from the CFM Bay. And that's the difference between Mariners fans and event goers. Hey, they were having a good time. I'll give them that. Yeah. Yeah, There are a lot of people I'd never seen before. I'm thinking I probably won't see you again at the stadium either. Definitely not. Definitely not. Well, that, I mean... Yeah, I don't know what you can say about that night that probably maybe hasn't been mentioned elsewhere. But Smokies? <laughs> yeah, uh, smoke. And How was the atmosphere? Oh, uh, yeah. What, from the We Want Bolt people? No, just in general. Can I just say that that atmosphere uh, was made by the likes of me and I'll, I'll, I might as well be blatantly honest about it. Took I, your own I, was calling, I was calling Mulvey to bring on Bolt after the first minute. Mulvey, get him on, get Bolt on there. Why wouldn't we well, be calling for it? Was this Baby Shark? <laughs> I heard this and it was like you know, the game was on and then music started. There was like a, there was a sub or something or there was some there was a stoppage for some reason. And it, this comes on and I'm just like, what the hell is this? Yeah, it's this. I think it was written by Greg O'Rourke. <laughs> oh, we haven't mentioned that yet, have we? You got your shin pads out. Do you need help lifting those up? No, no, they're similar size to surfboards. But <laughs> so, what do what do we reckon, boys? M- music and <sighs> music at corners and goal kicks. How good is that going to yeah. be, uh, Matt? Let's, let's be just. What like was the, after Bolt Mania? Let's be like the Big Bash. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a, it's okay, a, it's a gimmick. It's Shut a gimmick up. that football doesn't need. Uh, we played against Sydney Olympic. We won five four. So that was. You were at that game, weren't you, Josh? No. Nah. Bit when worrying you? that score. No. I thought you were. Well, it was, it was a pretty. That was, that was the I next mean, one. it was a f- pretty crazy game. It was, we went up, then it was level, and then... Uh, actually were we coming home from CCU yeah, we when were. it was on? They may have even gone up first. I don't know, but it was goals, backwards at four. Goals galore. Ended up there in the end. I mean, Sydney Olympic were the best team in NPL 1 this season in New South Wales. So, um, I mean, that's with that early in pre-season, that's probably there or thereabouts where 
where we were. I mean, there's that's not crazy concerning to me. That's all right. Win's a win. The next game was on the 13th, uh, CCM versus West Sydney. We got 3-0 up in that. Our first uh, 16 minutes, we're up 3-0. And we're up 3-0 sort of in 16 minutes. And then it was smooth sailing for the rest of the game. What, I think I think the, the Wanderers played a pretty strong side and they were Wanderers pretty average. And they lost to the Jets a couple of days ago as well. Wanderers are in some trouble, I reckon. Yeah, give, but it's only, it's only pre-season. pre-season. But. Give us a play <laughs> now, mate. Give us the plate already, yeah. <laughs> Champions. <laughs> Give us the double right now. The next game after that, uh, we beat CCU uh, 4-0. Simon with three headers, basically, t- at the back post. Yeah, pretty much. I think that That's his perfect hat trick. That was how Simon... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> three headers. <laughs> Left side of head, right side. <laughs> Simon dominated in the air all night and CCU couldn't deal with it and... That's how yeah. Simon got his goals. It was a nothing game, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean... Mariners it, didn't get out of second. I mean, it's a cruisy win. I mean, but and CCU were like three days removed from winning the grand final yeah, and they probably yeah. all got pissed and I were mean, probably still drunk. Definitely did. I mean, if we're going to talk specifically about us and how we're playing from what we've seen so far, it's it looks like we're going to try and move the ball a lot quicker than what we did under Ocon. Thank God. There's a lot more... There's a lot less touches no across possession. the back line. Crap. It's, yeah. No, it's that possession, like keeping possession and doing nothing with it. Yeah, I mean, it's very... More than one get the ball, Get the ball moving on, get the ball moving on is what it looks like, which is which is good, thank Two God. Touch. Two thank touch. Two-touch football. It's so much easier on the eye. All right, upcoming games. Um, this Friday 5th, uh, we're down at Wollongong at 7.30 kickoff. Might go. I'll go if Bolt won't play. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> where I'm a bit disappointed in this preseason. Other teams are talking about playing A-League um, teams um, and we're, we've been playing in sort of underwhelming fixtures that um, the be- the biggest game we've had is against Western Sydney and no one was allowed at that game. Mm. Um, the next biggest game we've probably had was against Olympic. We weren't allowed at that game. Um, there just hasn't been anything in the preseason to get the fans encouraged, no, I unless you're a Bolt supporter. Yeah, which, which the four of us are not. And we've still got a couple of Bolt fixtures coming up, I gather. So. I know. Well, it looks like there's going to be that one in Wollongong, and then there's the one in Campbelltown, Campbelltown on the twelfth. It's being talked about as like Bolt's Bolt Mania game, two point Yeah, which the game that Bolt's going to play in against Southern Expansion. And so. I feel like it's also going to be some sort of a front for the Southern Expansion bid, which is. Probably a little bit meaningless after the whole thing today with FFA, but um, it's yeah, it's a bit, it's all a bit. It just a lot of it smells like a PR stunt, and I just don't like it. That's where I'm at. We've got to pump up the buses, the Bolt buses though. They'll be bolting down there, the buses to Wollongong and to Campbelltown. Moving on, uh, Mariners <laughs> kits. What do you think of the new kit? I well, don't, I don't hate it as much as everyone else. The home kit. The third kit is the best kit by a long, long, long way. I like the third I kit. I love symmetry. I'm just going to say that. Um, yeah. I know people were whinging about the numbers last year. With the uh, They stopped the stripes around the numbers that looked odd. Mm. But it looks a lot better because you can read the numbers. But this year, I'm, I'm, it's, it's tough to read the numbers. White on yellow and blue. Have you found that? Yeah, it, does, it does look odd. It does yeah. look odd. It'll be, it'll be really hard to read on TV, I think. But not that that sort of really matters. But... Yeah, I don't, I don't hate it as much as as everyone else, but um, the face that Aaron's given me suggests that he does. But 
Um, it does look like a barcode. Yeah, I am a plain shirts aficionado, so that's why I'm not a big liker. I can put up with the stripes, but this particular variant on the stripes just seems a bit... Obviously, it's not um, suitable for old people consumption. It's for you young Which bucks. you are of, yeah. is that what you're saying? Yeah, okay. obviously. Excellent. Just glad I'm sure it appeals it to, to you young bucks. What are you, the, the a leader of the over 45s, I are. <laughs> The unofficial leader of the over fif- over forty fives. <laughs> I never said over fifty fives. I'm in the guards van. <laughs> I'm bringing out the rear. Miller <laughs> <sighs> Yedinak has retired from international football. What a legend! Legend. Moved to Gosford. Lovely beard. Oh, One more season in Gosford, please, mate. We, we love, love you. you. We love you, Miller. He you made me cry in Brazil. We love Brazil you, Claxon. We love you and your beard. With the Asian Cup coming up, I think that was probably his highlight. In uh, 2015? Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. definitely. I mean, he, he was the captain of two World Cups, won our, won our first ever major silverware. Um, definitely goes down as, I don't know about the best ever captain, but very close to it. Very close. Great moments. What about the... Um, How many important goals did he score at the World Cup? What about the the three to get us into it? Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> It's like four games in a row. In a in a row, our only goal scorer was Milagetan. He was solid as a rock, sport. wasn't he? From the sport, yeah. every time he went, walked up the spot, you're thinking he's going to tuck you away for record. sure. Yeah, and yeah. those three that happened at the Sydney foot at the Sydney Stadium, they were pretty important. Mm. Yes, I'd it. love liked it. I'd love for him to come back to the league, but I feel like he's going to be one of these Mark Schwarzer types and probably retire and then stay in England. I feel like he's probably set up his life there now. He's been there for that long. Yeah, or Viduka, just retire and come back and live here. Fade off into nothing. Yes. Um, right, Family Day is on Sunday the 14th of October at Woi Woi Stadium at 10am to 2pm. Wasn't a bad day last year at Kibble Park. Yeah, got to go get pick up members' things, I think, and um, check out Woi Woi Stadium. It's been a bit redeveloped. I haven't been in there. I'm not so going to Two Woi. You can't pay me to go there. Two Woi? <laughs> There's a train station close. You should be able to get out pretty quickly. Mate, day on the beers at Bayview Hotel. Woi Woi train station. I've never been so intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, today FFA 2.0 is coming in soon. Uh, the vote was passed 10 to 0 to move ahead with the restructuring of the FFA. Um, for, uh, Previously, a vote of 8-2 was passed to grow uh, the Congress with Northern New South Wales and Northern Territory voting against it. Under the new system, uh, members federations will receive 55 votes, the APFCA will receive 28, and the PFA 7, and a newly established Women's Football Council will get 10 votes. So, wide-sweeping reform there, which also sees um, Lowy out the door. Mm. Well, it was he didn't take it well today, did he? No, he he didn't really throw a dummy spit, but his press conference was quite uh, salty, <laughs> very salty, <laughs> very salty. I mean, lots of people thought that he actually did step down a month ago, or whatever, when he had that press conference. But it was a very dramatic and roundabout way of saying, "If I don't get my way, I'm going to step down," and that's exactly what happened. So. If the Congress, yeah, exactly. If I can't hold on to power, then I'm leaving. So you know, the Congress got passed, um, and we announced today that you know he's going to continue on with his threat of stepping down uh, at the start of November, I believe it is. 
Um, and I mean, I, I'm not going to say that um, it's a good day and it isn't because we are not sure what is going to happen here on in because what the vote does is give the professional game uh, a lot more power over uh, the states and grassroots and all those sorts of things. So I can see where Lowy is coming from when he says that if you put the professional clubs together, uh, the women's game, which basically includes the professional game and uh, the PFA, it gives them 41 votes out of the 100, which is a lot of power. So if when the new board is put in, uh, if the board upset the professional game by, i.e. not giving them enough money, which was has always been a big thing of debate over the last 18 months, it's not going to take a lot uh, for the professional game to kick up a stink and, you know, kick out board directors and put a new board in and all those sorts of things. So I can see where Lowy is coming from, but something had to give because we were, we we are going nowhere at the It's moment. that that is the key thing, that if for the last, you know, few years everything was heading in a fantastic direction and singing mm. along nicely and all the, the metrics were saying the right things, then we might feel differently about it. But at this point in time... It isn't better the devil you know. We need to change mm. to move forward. If it's they, a bit if like players who get stale at clubs and they're a great player. They could be a great player, but they're just not going to succeed at the club that they're at and they've got to move to another club to be able to. We've seen players who could be terrible at one club go to another club and all of a sudden they're a superstar. So, mm. if, if, if they had have sorted out expansion two or three seasons ago and said maybe the, the start of last season where we're going to have two new teams come in and then set out a very detailed plan... And then if they had have worked out a new, completely new model for the A-League three or four years ago, which half, you know, probably five seasons into the A-League, you could see that the model wasn't going to work in the amount of money that the clubs were losing. And that's what a lot of past owners and current owners have constantly complained about, but they did nothing. If they had have got off their asses and actually fixed it, then they wouldn't be in this position that they're in now. No, so it's yeah. you know, it's if you had it fixed it before, then you would have probably held on to power. Which it's is basically the combination of two years of fucking around. Essentially, yeah, yeah. We're, we're about to enter a new era, and yep. uh, we've done it a few times before. Um, this is not as um, horrendous a start as some of the previous, mm. uh, <laughs> you know, changes. And it, and, so. it, and it is a little bit concerning because if the professional game do get their way, that potentially could take money away from national teams, away from grassroots. You know, away from the women's national team who obviously need all the money that they can get despite how good they are. Um, if the professional game have their way in... It's op- happening anyway. Yeah, but if they get their way even more and they pull money away from these other things to put back into the A-League, it's going to affect it sounds, a lot more. It sounds simple enough, but it's really hard for me to imagine how the biggest football federations um, could endorse this plan, and they already had. Um, before mm. the um, recent um, changes of people's position, uh, how could they have been supportive of it, um, knowing full well that the change in the power structure would mean more power to the professional clubs and less power to grassroots? Um, I think those people are the people in the right position to dis- make those decisions rather than people like Lowy. And it, it's, it speaks volumes that there are so few people on the Lowy side. Mm. No one, basically. Um, with expansion, um, if they tried to bring it forward to before when FIFA was going to 
come in and start sorting shit out. It sort of looked like a, a last-ditch grab to get some money from the bids. But um, it, would you reckon it's going to get put on hold now till after it's all sorted? Yep. Yeah, I think so. Because I think the new the new model uh, has to be in by, I think it's like March next year, the end of March, I think. So they're not going to... I mean, the easiest way to word it is that if they... If there's going to be a new model, nobody knows what it is at the moment because they still have to work on it. They're not going to give anyone a bid because we essentially don't know what don't have a up to date model for new clubs. So it very well could be we don't get any new sides for another two seasons, which is just shit. But this is the position that um, probably not only the lowies, but probably the board of directors have probably put us in. At least decisions will be made by the new era, not the old era. Yes, and that we'll is a good point. It will hopefully be the right decision, not the decision based off who has the most money and who you know can build the biggest brand new shiny stadiums, and which is all nice, but it needs to be the right decision for the new clubs. Right, up next is the Daniel McFarlane interview. Um, we'll be back straight after that. All right, we're joined by Central Coast United first team captain, Daniel McFarlane. How are you, mate? I'm good, thanks, mate. How are you? We're good. Now, first question. Uh, do you scrunch or fold? Oof. Good response. Scruncher? Oh. Yes. <laughs> no That's way. my boy. <laughs> Come on, mate. Oh, captain, my captain. Thank you. <laughs> Move on. Cross. <laughs> do you put your sauce in the cupboard or in the fridge? Um, it was covered, and the girlfriend switched me to the fridge. Oh, oh wise oh. woman. <laughs> One from two. That's all right. So I'm on the fence. <laughs> is it Master Foods, or is it other branded? Hey? Oh, controversy. Is it a Master Foods, or is it other branded? Uh, I'm not too sure, actually. I think they go check. Not sure. <laughs> Exciting, exciting uh, podcast <laughs> material. Controversial. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, Central Coast United had an extremely successful first season in the State League. Um, you almost gained promotion, but um, you sort of lost out in the end there. But the grand final win must have been, you know, a great consolation prize. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I don't actually remember too much of it myself. Um, I got concussed in the 10th minute, so... Uh, it was mostly a blur for me, so I don't really remember. But it was a, it was, I watched it back and everything, so that was a good good result to cap off the season. Oh, so you got to win it twice then? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you ended up you ended up coming off just after half time, didn't you? Yeah, well, apparently I was rambling on at half time and telling Stu that I can out front and not in, not affect the game as much and <laughs> stuff up and I, I can do some stuff up front without heading the ball and. I think he knew from there that I was kind of scrambling to <laughs> to put myself together. Wow. Right, that's fair. Yeah, because it was a pretty hefty challenge, the one that got you concussed. And I don't yeah, think... I'm not even sure if it was a free kick, was it? There was no card or anything. Uh, it was a free kick, but yeah. no card. So like it was like a 50-50 for a header, and I won the header, and the guy just followed through with his elbow and knocked me out. So... <laughs> Don't really remember it, but it didn't look too good on the on the footage. That was rather typical of your season. You you were getting targeted by their players quite often. <laughs> yeah, uh, each to their own. 
suppose, if that's what they want to do, then fair play. So, uh, I think it was last week or the week before you re-signed for next season. What made you want to recommit to the club? Uh, I've absolutely loved it, to be fair. Like, I've uh, I had a, I had a couple of opportunities to go to other places and stuff, but like I've never never once considered it really. Like I'm just I've loved every part of it this season. It's a great vibe around the club. Um, everyone's been a part of it. Kind of said the same thing, and um, like a great bunch of boys and the coaching staff. Just loved every single minute of it, and yeah, I wouldn't want to go anywhere else. You just touched on it with our offers from other clubs. What other clubs were interested? Were they were they MPL one or MPL two clubs? Yeah, just different clubs like around Newcastle Way and Sydney and stuff like that. So, okay, nothing, nothing that I'd be interested in at the minute. Anyway, I'm happy where I'm playing. So, so what was the feeling in the camp like after actually missing out on the promotion? Was it kind of a chance missed or felt like a chance um, missed? Did you feel like you overachieved and were happy with where you finished? Or yeah, how did? Um, yeah, we're all we're all gutted that we didn't end up getting promoted. Definitely, um, it was wasn't the best of days I, especially for myself I wasn't able to play I was suspended um, so it was horrible watching from the side but um, I think the way it happened as well we're, we're leading 2-1 and they went and con- uh, we conceded and then equalised and then Bankstown were losing 1-0 and then they ended up ended up pulling it back for themselves and making win it so it was, wasn't the best circumstances but I think we definitely felt we had it in the bag but all we needed to do was get the job done but we obviously didn't deserve it if we didn't, couldn't win on the last day. It was pretty atrocious conditions down there with the the wind was howling, so made pr- for a pretty ugly game and it sort of leveled the playing field. I think if that wasn't there, you would have dominated them. But that's the Brokes. So. Yeah. Oh well. Um, your you, yeah, your personal performance has caught the eyes of us, to be honest, uh, us four here. Um, you know, you just sit back for a while and just feel, fuck it, I'm going for a run. <laughs> I imagine that was quite fun. Uh, what did you put your good form down to? Um, well, my midfield partner, Scott McGinley, was a great pick-up for us at the start of the season. We got him from Valentine up in Newcastle. Um, so I'm actually quite good family friends with him as well. My old man's best mate to his old man. So um, it was a good, great pick-up to get him. He was in the Mariners youth team back when it first started as well. And... Um, I think he's he's just turned 30 now, and he's a like a proper defensive midfielder. Just kind of anchors the back four, and he's really good at breaking up the play and kind of lets me do my own thing. And like as long as I get back and help him as well, and I think we complemented each other quite well during the season. And I think he's really underrated by by a lot of people, to be fair. And uh, he's not really one of those players that you notice an awful lot, but like if you take him out the team, um, you do notice him, and like he's. He's an absolute grafter as well. He played 70-plus minutes in the semi-final with a torn ACL. That's crazy. Yeah, and then he's, he's, he just thought he tweaked it and then went and got scanned and it was an ACL tear. So that's him out for a good good chunk of the next season, so which is a bit of a shame. Uh, so your personal performances uh, saw you win the State League Player of the Year. Uh, how good of an achievement was that for you personally? Um, yeah, something like that was always pretty cool to get. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. I don't really think too much of stuff like that. I was still pretty gutted about not getting promoted, but yeah, it was cool to get the award. So, so like the culture of the club looks looks really good. Like we've we've seen like 
stuff on social media and the boys look really close. Is there Was there a good feeling in the camp that you can go one better next season and get promotion up to MPL3? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think we've got the quality of players to do that as well and I think that was kind of thing that I wouldn't say surprised me because it's kind of like a Central Coast thing where the boys all bond together pretty quickly but within like the first week of training uh, early, like late last year, early into the pre-season, like, it was as if we'd played together like for a fair chunk beforehand and that that kind of surprised me at the start and then I think once we started winning all the games and we kind of got a belief that we can go on to win something and as a group I thought I think players started to gain confidence from it as well and I think you've seen the, the way we played during the season and um, we've got a good team spirit on and off the field as well so we've had some, some good nights out as well and um, I, think, I think that's important to, to play well together on the field as well. How did the Graveyard Boys uh, help you guys out on the pitch? Um, you've got that really loyal supporter group there. How much were they a factor? Yeah, yeah, they were quality. The first time we saw them was a bit of a surprise. I think it was at the stadium. Our first stadium game, I think, was uh, Geordie Howe and uh, a couple of the Gosford boys, their, their mates, um, they would play for Gosford and they just thought they'd fill themselves up for a beer and come and, <laughs> come and make up songs <laughs> and sing for us at the game, which was pretty cool and we could hear them pretty loud at the stadium as well, and I think they knew how, how loud they were being. Um, and then we played a couple of games away from home after that, I think. Um, and then the next game we played at home, and they were just there. I think it was one of their friends was going away somewhere, and there was honestly about 50 of them just walking, singing during the warm-up. <laughs> well, like, you know, I, think I think we've got something here. And then the one game that stood out to me was the uni game at home. Um, it was a big, big build-up during the week and stuff, and then one of the one of the young boys in the 18s was walking back from from the back pitch and was walking past the uni guys uh, warming up. And as our fans were walking into Plume singing, there was about 50 of them. And then apparently the uni guy was just like, "How is this even allowed to be happening?" Like, just wasn't happy about it at all. <laughs> and, like, yeah, I, I overheard him going, oh, well, let's make sure we shut these fans up and not give them a reason to, to be singing and all that. But no, that's, that's been brilliant for us to have supporters like this year. From a supporter's perspective, uh, I feel more connected to United than I have with the Mariners for a while. Does, does it sort of reciprocate from the players back to the fans that they feel more connected? Yeah, definitely. I think it's more they can kind of relate to us a bit more as well, like more on a personal level. Like we have our fans come in for, for a team song and stuff after the game. Like we've done things a little bit differently. And I just think I just think everything about the club's got a good feel about it. And like it is a club for locals as well. So if you don't live on the coast, on the coast and played your local football here, then you're not, you're not able to play here, which I think is unbelievable. Brilliant. So there was the news recently about uh, Dean Heffernan moving on to Western Sydney Wanderers, which is obviously great news for him. Um, do you think his move on will maybe hinder the way that maybe United will go next year or now that sort of the foundations are there, um, hopefully the club will be all right? Yeah, I think we'll be fine. I think he's done a great job um, setting everything up, not just last season, but he set up the academy stuff. Um, for the past few years anyway throughout our soccer fives and then we built into the club and he's been a massive part in, in setting everything up um, we will miss him obviously he's a, he's a massive loss but I think he's set everything up in a way where we can succeed for sure 
Did he talk himself up before the final, saying he's going to come on and showboat? Yeah, he actually uh, he had his iPad with him, and he had a, just a reel of highlights saying, well, he wasn't happy, he wasn't starting. So. <laughs> Sounds like him. He did set up that second goal, though, didn't he, with that with that yeah. run down the wing, so fair play to him. Yeah, he, what he said, he was surprised at how much we give it to each other on the field. Um, not in a good way, obviously. He was, I think he came and did his first run, and he said he was knackered. <laughs> and then he said about 10 of us just absolutely screamed at him to come and defend and he was like geez they're not shy to let him let us know what they're feeling like and after that he had to come back and defend so. the, the games that I've seen McAndrew is uh, pretty vocal out there how does how do you sort of deal with him is he the most vocal in the team to be fair I, did, I didn't I thought he would be a lot more vocal I haven't had much much contact with him before um, I think there's definitely a few more vocal boys than him but no I think he's been a good player for us I think he's especially in the latter half of the season in the semi-finals and stuff. He's, he's helped break the play down and he's been tidy on the ball and stuff. He's a, a good guy, to be fair with. This is a bit of a random one, but I saw an article uh, yesterday about Graham Arnold, how he's keeping close eye on Jesse Curran. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you guys were pretty close when you were both here in the Mariners' youth, yep. um, sort of going through the academy and that. And I think you might have gone over to Scotland... Uh, maybe with him at the same time or close to to have a few trials and that. Um, do you do you still keep in touch with him and sort of how yeah, do you know how yeah, he's sort of going at the moment? Yeah, so he, he um, he's been out on loan the past couple of years, um, just in the lower leagues in Scotland, the same league as I was in when I was there. Um, but this season he started to play a bit more. They've got a new manager in and stuff, and he's been playing. I think he's been playing right back. He's been playing a different position. I think he's starting to get a good string of games in. He's been doing really well. So, yeah, yeah, I saw the thing with him and, and Graham Arnold talking about him, which is cool. So, I hopefully get the gig. Do you do you maybe see yourself heading back overseas maybe again to maybe try luck or um, maybe sort um, of not a, not one a, more season not, here not and then see how you go? Um, yeah. yeah, definitely one more season here, but... Um, I'll never never say never, but I'm happy what I'm doing at the minute. Um, like I could go back if I wanted to. Like I know know a few people over there and stuff like that, but I'm just I'm happy what I'm doing at the minute. Yeah. Good, cause I like watching you. <laughs> <laughs> Makes the off season fun. Yeah, it's great. There's there's no off season when you you know we all became big CCU fans this season. So obviously Mariners Mariners season you know wasn't the greatest to be honest. But then obviously the CCU yeah. came in and. Had the uh, those Saturday Arvo games at Plume on the hill on the bar, very fun. So I definitely suggest for people listening, if you haven't been to a CCU game, definitely go next season because it's a lot of fun and it's uh, football park footy at its best. Yeah, yeah, it's been brilliant. All right, well, thank you for joining us. Um, enjoy your off season. Are you having a break now, or are you going to keep playing? Um, having a little break, yeah, like a few weeks, and then I think we'll get back into preseason in the next month or so. I think. So okay, well, not too en- long. thank you for joining us and enjoy your break, and uh, best of luck for next season. Right, thanks very much for having me. Thanks, thanks, mate. thanks, thanks mate. mate. Love you too, bye. Okay, a couple of questions from people on the forum and one from Facebook. Um, forum Phoenix has asked us to get some official word or goss from the coaching staff on formations and uh, how Ross McCormack would fit into it. Um, we weren't able to get anyone from um, 
the coaching staff. So we'll endeavour to do that next pod probably. We'll probably chat mm. to uh, let's try get, get Mulvey on the let's phone. Let's get Mike on. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Try to get Mike. Yeah. One of the mics. Yeah, th- you can't say there's Mike. Th- there's three mics. <laughs> so you gotta you got to say last name to know who you're talking about. Sorry, Triple M. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we tried to... We so, I think we sort of answered your 442 question before when we were talking about formations. Um, I think we're likely to see a variation uh, throughout the season, as, as we mentioned. And Wemack in the middle, I'm not a fan of it. Um, Morrow... Loves it. Isn't either. Loves it. <laughs> Loves it. No, no, I don't. Sorry. Poor I'm Phoenix. Right. Um, Big Al, um, Tommy Orr and McCormack, how long has it been in the works? Well, not sure. Not sure. Usually We'd have to we ask Sean sort of feel or someone. We can sort of guess how long it's been in the works for, but uh, that's my question for Sean. But here, here, but here, here, here to the underlying question there, which is whether or not we sort of fell into it or not. Um, I sense he's su- suggesting that we might have fallen into it a bit. I said, Pretty I, lucky I, said I, I said, I hope not. But he might, he might be onto something, Big Al. And I agree with you with the numbers on the back of the shirts, as I said before. It's, it's pretty bad. Well, uh, uh, isn't each um, player's shirt individually barcoded? Oh, did I, did I say what, the that? referee's going to walk out with Beep. a scanner, scan each player <laughs> to card them. It's so on the, it's on, they can do it from the stand with those shirts. Look, I'll show you a photo. Of the home kit? Of the back it. of the home kit. No, no, but look at this. You can't read that. Hmm. Well, if you're going to do that, you need to have a thicker black line around the outside. And it's a particularly and a interesting, of that. And particularly interesting way to do it, and it is a bit poor to read. When we, I guess, are hoping later in the season we'll sell heaps of ones with bolt on the back of them. Oh, shut up! One to Luke. Well, they got my money already. Yeah, so. That's it. <laughs> um. And we had a question, I think, on Facebook about Bolt joining us on the pod. Does he scrunch or fold? Well, yeah, we just slagged him off a bit, so I don't think it's going to happen. If it does, we'll ask him if he scrunch or folds, so we'll see how it goes. I'm guessing he rolls just because of where he comes, but... Morrow. What? <laughs> Hello. Joint. Come <laughs> <down>. keep up. <laughs> Jesus. He's from the right part of the world. <laughs> you right there, Josh? He's not over I've got that a dirty yet. mind. I've got a dirty mind, don't <laughs> worry. Not over that yet. <laughs> 18 plus this show, the end, Jesus. <laughs> We've always been emraded. Okay. Morrow, um, how'd you go in your, in your grand final, mate? Oh, yes, thanks. Yep, yep. Brought <laughs> home the bacon, the silverware's in the cabinet. Good on you, Gunner Boys. Shout out to the Gutty Boys, you legends. <laughs> you, you won? We did. What was the score? 2 1. So we led. A, we score? led after twenty. Yeah, they yeah. made a um, good comeback in the second half, with two minutes to go. <laughs> Their guy stuffed up, and I sunk one away. And then the most embarrassing scenes of my career when I twelve me jersey around me head as I ran down the sideline before my teammates pummeled me. Yeah, good times. Got and a, yellow, you got got a yellow card. Worth it. Substitute. Don't remember how I got home. It was a good grand final. <laughs> <laughs> See, that is exactly how you're supposed to celebrate a grand final. Oh, it's pretty cool. Exactly. next day. <laughs> uh, two bits of more news. We've re-signed our deal with Sidelines to carry on for next season. We've re-signed. That makes it a bit more, f- more we fancy. Very football. Yeah. Should, we should be doing another trivia, da- trivia night there. So nice. What do we aim for uh, December? It was November last time. Okay. So see how we go. 
We got a bit busy last year, so we didn't do it. But uh, this you're, year, you're busy making babies. We should. Yes, I was. <laughs> Speaking of which, <laughs> less information. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, that's the next bit of news. Thomas Mitchell James uh, was born on the 28th. The 8th. Woohoo! What well up, mate? Welcome to fatherhood. Yep. Thank you. We'll get a few sound bites out of him. Shortly. Yeah. Little Thomas came into the studio today, and first time that I'd seen him, and he had a good burp and a good little cry. Good but little he was—he was pretty—he was pretty tame. You so never appreciate tame. my burps, Josh. <laughs> That's because you're like fifty, mate, not five <laughs> weeks old. Sorry. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Um, sorry, it's been six weeks, but I think I've—we've all been a bit busy in different ways. So we'll get uh, more regular content out for you. Oh, and thank you for everyone that's donated money as well. Uh, was it P. Jennings? Yeah. Gave you money? Yep. Yeah, he gave me 20 bucks on the gate at the CCU game and said that's for the pod. And I said, thanks, mate. Every every dollar counts to... It does. Yeah, you people are super. We got we to gotta pay for the Skype for to call people and SoundCloud as well, which Phil got a n- nasty surprise the, yeah. the other week. <laughs> yeah. And potentially another one if we want to go. We're looking at going on Spotify, but it's going to cost money as well, so... If you want to donate, please, please do, and it'll help us out tremendously. And oh, know, we're also looking you. at getting a camera. So we, we, we've all got heads for radio, so then I don't you know might, why we want to do then that. Then you might have to see us. <laughs> that could be a problem. <laughs> anyway, all right. Thank you for listening. We'll be back uh, maybe next week. See how the boys are. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye, Luke. <laughs>